Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. We've got several hot topics on today's episode of the Housing Wire Daily Podcast, including desktop appraisals, the winners of our Housing Finance Leaders Award, crypto in real estate, and more. My guest is director of HW Plus and events, Brenna Nath, and we are discussing these topics from our May magazine. So let's jump in. Brenna, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to be here, Sarah. The magazine is one of my favorite topics to talk about. I love the magazine. The May magazine is full of really interesting features. You know, so on the cover, we have the finance leaders. And this is a, one of our newer award programs. Um, I think this is our second year for doing it. Yeah, and our second class of winners. I love I love this because it's really looking at the people who are are really digging into the finances. And one of the reasons we did this is because in the last couple of years, obviously, since COVID, I mean, these people are superstars getting their companies through all sorts of things, even though we've done this, even though in the last two years, they've been pretty great, you know, volume wise and revenue wise for our industry, you know, shepherding companies through that is its own amazing thing. So I love that we're recognizing them. So tell us a little bit about who are the people that applied and who won. To your point is what's been fascinating to watch with this second class and even what we saw with our first class of winners is the housing industry one. You have words like record setting volume out there. You also had a pandemic that they went through, but you also had so much business that we saw so many people, I say so many, that's maybe um, too large of an adjective, but more companies than usual file for IPO or do an SBOC to become public. And so you see that in these award winners, more of these people are the backbone of a company that have been leading these charges or navigating the past two years. So to highlight a few kind of picked out some from different industries, this award really looks at everything from the mortgage company to the real estate company to even a lot of the tech vendors who are supporting those companies and how much you know, financial growth and how they've navigated all that. Uh, one of the first people I would spotlight is the CFO at Realogy, Charlotte Simonelli. She is someone who we've chatted with and worked with in the past here at Housing Wire. And, you know, she is doing so many financial functions across the company's businesses and their brands. And so she, in her kind of profile to talk about some of her accomplishments and what they really highlighted about her, which really stuck out to me, was just her vision for the company when it comes to simplifying the business, strengthening their balance sheets and doing all of that efficient, efficiently so they can chart, you know, what's next for the company and the big things that they have coming forward. And so they've seen a lot of that in action. In just 2021, she made so much meaningful progress when it comes to leading those proactive efforts um, and improving the company's book of business and their credit profile, that the number that stands out is that she reduced debt by $874 million since the end of 2019. So that's just one person on the list and the amazing things that they're doing in this space. Um, I'll keep going for the next one. Yeah, well, uh, who would you highlight from the mortgage perspective? I know we had lots of winners there. A lot, you know, mortgage is obviously an area that Housing Wire is passionate about. 
The profile, I want to give some background on her. The reason why she stood out to me was her backstory into getting into this space. Her name's Victoria. Um, might not pronounce her last name correctly, but it's Deluc, D-E-L-U-C-E. And she works as the EVP of Capital Markets over at Princeton Mortgage, which is a company based in the Northeast that you've probably seen just like their marketing efforts and their movement lately as a, a top fast-growing company in the mortgage space. But what specifically stood out about her profile is the background that gave on from like her hard work and her dedication. She's a single parent that put herself through college and really just worked her way up through sheer grit. And so previously she was office manager with a small hedge advisory firm. And then she went on and grew her career going back to that grit and determination to becoming the EVP of capital markets for one of the fastest growing mortgage lenders in the country. Those are the backstories. I think Sarah, you and I always sit there and go, wow, like those are the people who are the backbone of this industry that are really leading the charge for change. And I love the personal stories that we get when we get to spotlight these people and just even other people in the industry of um, seeing what it took for them to get where they are. I think it's also um, something that you and I know is there are a lot of people in this industry who started out from a totally different place than when they ended up. And not everybody had a trajectory like, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to get a finance degree, I'm going to go into the industry. It So many people were like, how did you get in here? And it's always the craziest stories. So I love it that someone like that, um, that, that a person's got in it and has just made her way to the top is doing amazing and, and won this award because of the things that she's been doing there. I would even spotlight outside of our award just because we're touching on that area a little bit. For anyone who's been reading our HW Plus member spotlights, we ask, you know, our HW Plus members, which is our community of, you know, those leaders in the space who are reading our um, HW Plus content and contributing to that community, we spotlight members about once a week. And one of the questions I ask is, um, are they allowed to answer? Which I always love that that's one of the questions that I pick to answer. It's like, what would you be doing if you weren't in this industry? And the, the dichotomy from the mortgage industry will never <laughs> cease to amaze me. The last person who submitted, his name's Eric, he works um, at Forum Free Now. And in his profile, he was talking about how he loves to drum. And he's a drummer. My husband's a drummer. So it's a topic that's close to home. And he, in his free time, is part of two bands. Like one, I think, was a wedding band. Another one was like... um maybe more of a jam band. I should know musical terms better than I do, but I sometimes butcher them. But <laughs> those are the stories that I read. And it's so cool to see everyone in this industry be balancing hobbies and goes back to maybe that idea of work-life harmony that we're all trying to achieve. But for anyone who is an HW Plus member, send those informations. I love hearing what... Um, what else you could have done in this industry? We really do love those stories. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we've talked about, uh, the mortgage industry in general and real estate and everything else is that the more diversity that you have in the people who are doing the mortgages or in the real estate um, business or doing tech or title, or whatever, that the better you're going to serve your customers. And it's just fun to see people who have all sorts of different interests and how they got here. We don't know, but uh, we're glad to, to have them. Um, who would you spotlight? You know, we do have a lot of tech companies on this list and, and that makes sense because, you know, these are the, the solution providers that are powering a lot of what people are doing in the space. So who would you spotlight there? In the tech space, I would have to say one of the companies I think you and I have been chatting with a lot, um, thankfully maybe these days even in person we get to see people at conferences, is Sagent. They're a company that is 
not to keep using the same word, but fast growing. So I'd spotlight their CFO, Chief Financial Officer, Joe Peterson. He kind of powers their homeowner first product, their customer success and deal making with um, the servicing expertise and a lot of the fundraising and M&A prep that comes with companies pre and post IPO might be butchering some of that a little bit, but he's really just in in the weeds with the company when it comes to building that financial success. And they even, in their words, call him a special kind of unicorn by remaining profitable at scale while rapidly innovating. And those are words at a startup that are you want to hear, especially. And so he's another person that when we were reading through that profile and also just being able to see what Sage has been able to do in the space really stood out. We both love the award programs. And one of the reasons is because we get to read through people's stories. We're always really fascinated by how they got there and also what they've been able to achieve. Um, and we have so many different award programs, but it's a great way for us to get to know people in the industry. And then a lot of times those people become our sources. We have them on podcasts. We have them on events. Um, and, and also just knowing, you know, people to call when we're like, Hey, you know, let me check this out. What do you think about this? So it's, it's one of our fun things. Plus we love spotlighting people in the industry. We love shining a spotlight on people who are doing great things and really telling the stories of, of the good that's going on. And we just closed our Women of Influence Award program, which is another big one. And I actually just came back from a photo shoot in Dallas where we were able to take some cover photos for our Rising Star issue. So, you know, the train isn't stopping. We have a lot of amazing people in this space um, who are rising stars, Women of Influence, our vanguards that are great to kind of capture the impact they're having. I love that. Um, so outside of the uh, financial leaders, what we were really spotlighting in this magazine is appraisals. And boy, you, you talk about a hot topic. Appraisals for the last year have been crazy. And that's a lot because we have um, a lot of interest at the federal level um, about, you know, appraisal bias. And then we also have interest from there. It's like, you know, how do we do this efficiently, especially when we had such huge volumes the fact that appraisals took a long time, the fact that, you know, um, there was a lot of appraisal gaps when you have a rapidly rising home sales environment. It's really hard to even, how do you value a home accurately um, in such a crazy market? And so we've written tons of stories about this. And, and one of the things that you spotlighted here was desktop appraisals. So tell me how that story came to be. This story is a unique one, but I'm glad you're bringing it up because I think the fact that this was included in the magazine just goes to show how much interest the appraisal and desktop appraisals and the future of appraisals is having in the industry. So this story came about because Regora started, um, which is an appraisal tech company. They had a webinar with, I mean, I'll just kind of list who they had on it, but they had I think three, four very top key stakeholders in the appraisal space on this webinar, our CEO at HW Media, Clayton Collins, hosted it. And the questions that they got back from the industry on people who were interested and wanted to know more about this topic was just very, not alarming, but I would say just shows how this has captured a lot of people's attention. And rightfully so. I mean, we for people who have been following you know, the desktop appraisal space very closely, you can see you know, back in October, 
Housing Wire covered it and it was major news about how FHFA Acting Director Sandra Thompson announced back at NBA Annual that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac would begin permanently accepting desktop appraisals for conventional loans. So that was last October. That's fast math, maybe I think about six months ago, I think almost about six months. And so in that six months of time, there's just been a lot of people digging in to figure out more information. What does this mean? So this webinar hosted um, by Regora, Clayton was the moderator, featured Lyle Radke, who is uh, the Senior Director of Collateral Policy over at Fannie Mae. It also had Freddie Mac's chief appraiser, Scott Reuter, and then Brian Zinton, who is Regora's co-founder and CEO. Those just, I mean, talk about both GSEs being on this panel to help answer some of the top questions. So like questions that came in were along the lines of, you know, what exactly do appraisers not like about desktop appraisals to what kind of homes or loans will be eligible for desktop appraisals to why have floor pans become such a cause for concern? And I mean, that's a variety of questions that people are trying to find answers to. I love that. And I do think that it's just an, a really important part. And it's fun as at HousingWire, we can kind of really see what the industry is interested in based on the kind of reaction we get when we are like, hey, we're having this event, or we can always see traffic on stories, what's getting engagement on social, like across the board, appraisals are very interesting to people and desktop appraisals, huge topic, and, and will continue to be a huge topic. And you have a lot of people who aren't big fans. I mean, when I write the, write our appraisal newsletter every week and anytime I talk about it, I can tell you that I get some pretty interesting mail from appraisers who are are just dead set against it and they don't have to use it. Um, but it is interesting. And then there's other people who are big fans. So I would have everyone, you know, point everyone to the May magazine and be like, look, you know, look at this really interesting feature. I thought it was great. And we did get some great people to comment on that. Um, the people who know the most. So that was really fun. So that's in the magazine. We also have commentary on appraisals in the magazine. Um, you know, we have a feature by Matt Blake about crypto mortgage, uh, crypto and real estate. And I think that's it's one of the things that we are we are writing these stories, uh, whether it's crypto mortgage, crypto to buy uh, real estate, you know, NFTs to buy real estate. We're diving in there, even though this is not something that we're super familiar with. And um, and I think our reporters are really and the editors are really, you know, understanding it now to, at a high level. I think what's interesting is it's still in its infancy but it is growing fast. And the acceleration of this is what really catches me by surprise is like, normally things take quite a, quite a bit of time to catch on or, or be adopted. And I think you have a lot of people who are really interested and want to do this. They're not just like, oh, that's interesting, but like they're, they're really willing to put their money behind it. That, I'm glad you highlight that piece. Just from the, just the separate world, what's fascinating about NFTs is someone, that's a new word to me still that I'm trying to wrap my brain around and the impact of it. And you can just see in that article for anyone who wants to go read it, the title of it is NFT mania and the future of the home sale. Then it dives into, you know, all industries now have to answer for crypto, but what worth does it have for real estate? So it kind of answers that question in that piece, Matthew Blake, our senior real estate reporter dove into that. I won't go too deep into it and even my answer here because there's a lot of nuances. But the reason I, I find it even more fascinating is NFTs is a topic that's growing interest outside of housing, right? I get on TikTok, I get on Instagram, and every so often I'll get a reel or an, a TikTok that's like, 
you know, someone was at the NFT and at the, the crypto event that just happened. And who are the people that are showing up here that are interested? So to your point, still in its infancy, but, you know, has far reaching arms for people who are paying attention. Has a lot of acceleration behind it. Um, another part of the magazine that I love to highlight is our special uh, reports section. And every month, uh, almost every month, we we really spotlight a different kind of solution. So, and this one is um, appraisal solutions, valuation solutions. I love this section because this is the kind of thing that our industry needs. A lot of times, it's like. These are, these are almost like, you know, read through it to really understand like what, what this offering is. So it's not really stories like we're doing a story around it as much as like, let's talk about what this does and, and how this can help you. And then we, we compile those all in a list at the end of the year. So it's like a buyer's guide. Listen, any kind of tech you're interested in, anything you want to think, you can, you can really see a, a, a big range of it. And in this, in this issue, we have Clear Capital, Core Logic, Home Genius, and Center. Option and Regora are all have um, different profiles of some of their tech that that can help people with valuation solutions. So I love that. And of course, uh, one of our very favorite parts of every magazine is the kudos section, and that is where we spotlight something um, good that uh, a, some company in our space is working on doing, initiating. And so, tell us what the kudos is on this time. I know it's uh, a cliche saying, but one thing that's fun about kudos is it's at the end of the magazine. So I'd like to use this saying, you know, we save the best for last in the magazine by putting kudos right before you kind of close the last page out. And this one stood out to me for anyone who's been maybe on social media over, I'd say the last year, I think. Um, I think I saw it, Sarah, I know we, we chatted a little bit about internally when it first came about, but it was this grab the key movement that we're seeing on social. And so back then we were like, you know, this looks like something that's helping minority homeownership. What is it? But it really got a lot of people kind of clicking on it and asking questions. And this kudos kind of dives into that initial, uh, idea and how they've been able to grow it into events. So For those who want to look at the kudos kudos piece, it's titles, here's how one lender is coming together to help more Black Americans become homeowners. And it's an inside look at Movement Mortgage's Grab the Key program. So Grab the Key, to kind of go back to what it is, it's a program that was started with kind of this mission to um, spread education and awareness in the industry at large. And so Movement Mortgage took this on to talk about the history of racial inequalities with the industry and also highlight the many people who risk their life for equality and housing to ensure that all people have a chance at to their their title tagline of chance of grabbing the keys of homeownership. So Grab the Key is a program at Movement and it's designed to make homeownership a reality for more Black Americans, which is a great mission. They kind of talk specifically about one of their events that they're hosted. If you go to Kudos, we always include pictures and visuals of how this, you know, positive movement looks like in actions. I always love visuals in the magazine. And so you can see photos there of their most recent event. But um, Montel Watson, who is Um, a director of Movement Direct at Movement Mortgage kind of goes through questions. He answers what they hope to accomplish in the future um, and what he wants people to understand about minority homeownership. And I'll just kind of read his quote because I think it's an impactful one. But he talks about in his answer when it was, what is one thing you want them to understand when it comes to minority ownership? And Montel goes on to say that he wants to treat each person that you, he tells the industry, you know, treat each person 
that you encounter on their homeownership journey as if they are your mother, your father, or your close family member, and approaching each one with a loving mentality first that can change the life of one person who we might overlook in a normal scenario, giving them some extra guidance on what to do to prepare can be a game changer. And I highlight that advice because I think it is an important advice that a lot of people are asking you, like, what can I do? And that is the, that is the goal of the grab, a key, grab the key event. It is increasing homeownership. We always love that increasing homeownership. You know, we believe in homeownership. We love to move markets forward. As we, we like to talk about that. And the market we want to move forward is the housing market. It's, you know, we feel like this is such a great thing. One of the things that Montel makes a point there is that in the next few decades, minorities within our country will be the majority. If you're not figuring out how to serve them now, if you're not you know, seeing them as a very valuable part of your business, you're going to be uh, left behind. This is the future and it is coming very quickly. And, you know, not only should you do it for all sorts of other reasons, but like this is where the this is where the growth will come in our industry in the next 30 years. So it, I, I think it was a great kudos. Love to spotlight that. I just love the magazine, as you know. So I would encourage everyone go, you know, look at the May magazine. You ha- it's for our HW Plus members. So people have to subscribe, but they get all sorts of other benefits. And uh, tell us about some of that. Yeah. So I am still a person who loves to read the magazine on the weekend with a cup of coffee. So I'd say my favorite benefit maybe right now that I would spotlight is you do get a physical copy. You get to read it on the weekend. We have 10 issues of the magazine a year, but we also have a digital flip book. Outside the magazine, I always like to emphasize the community that comes with joining HW+. We have um, this group of high caliber people who are willing to share what's going on in the industry. I think we've noticed a lot of collaboration in this space. We've had panels at Housing Wire. Um, HW Plus members do get discounted um, exclusive pricing to our in-person events. And when you're looking at those members on stage and even our panelists on stage, you know, we've heard words like we are the group that's going to change the narrative for the future. And it's that collaboration mindset that's going to bring us forward and more people are having those open discussions. So I'd emphasize the community first. And in that community, they are pouring their sources and their knowledge into our long-form content. They're pouring their knowledge into our Slack channel. They're pouring their knowledge into our comment section that's only available for HA Plus members. So you can see that community kind of driving the conversation forward. And that's not to say everyone agrees. I think it's the disagreement that moves us forward in a way, right? It's people coming to the table and say, well, I think this. And someone else saying, I think this. And being like, okay, where's the compromise in this? What does this, you know, the words that we've always looked like in the past is a digital mortgage look like? What does technology look like in the future? What does increasing minority homeownership look like? And those are the uh, conversations that you get to see in the HA Plus community. I think to me, it's really the secret sauce. It, it speaks to the secret sauce of Housing Wire, which is we have people from across the industry and in different parts of the industry talking to each other. And it's hard to find that outside of us. I mean, I, I know you have, you know, people who talk about real estate, you have real estate publications, whatever. We have real estate, we have mortgage, we have title, we have appraisal, we have investing. We have servicing. We have all, all parts of those things are, are together. We have reverse mortgage, we have prop tech. And so, I think it's a really great community um, to to network and to find things out. We have a couple of other uh, really exciting events. Tell us about those. 
I am excited about this new hybrid world that we're moving to. And what I mean by that is we still have so many virtual events where we can meet our HIV plus community in, but we also have in-person events that we get to meet our community in, which is fun. So I'm excited to present kind of two options that people have access to, whether you're able to meet Sarah and I in person um, or uh, you'd rather just join virtual events or do both. That's always an option too. So the first one I would highlight is coming up on May 10th. You might remember at the, the beginning of this year, we had a forecast event and a forecast series leading into 2022 to help, you know, tap into the expertise of economists and researchers on what they're seeing in this space. That way you have the knowledge that you need in order to enter 2022. Well, it's no surprise now in May, we had that event back in the beginning of February. Things change fast. You know, you still see words like mortgage rates need to increase. Inventory is still at all time lows. And how do you deal with headlines like that and inflation? And how do we move forward? So we are excited to start offering those forecast events now at a quarterly basis. So we kind of renamed it as a housing market update. We're each quarter, we're bringing economists together to answer those questions of what would it take to crash the housing market or it is now the worst time ever to buy a home and have them give a presentation, but also the best part, opening it up for Q&A so everyone can ask their questions. This time, we have a really exciting lineup. Of course, we have Logan Motoshami, our lead analyst at Housing Wire. But you also have Odetta Kushi, who's the WD chief economist over at First American Financial Corporation. You have Mike, I might pronounce his last name wrong, but Simosin, who is the co-founder and CEO at Altos Research. He's also written columns for us at Housing Wire, which uh, garnered a lot of interest. So those three people are who I'm excited to see coming up that come ready with questions because they are more than happy to answer them. And, you know, we're, the reason we decided to do this quarterly is we had such a huge interest in the first one we did of the year, which was actually, a, a you know, a further one that we did last year with, we had a forecast like, okay, right, right, what's going to happen. And then even by February, things had changed so much, we had another one. And so we're doing this every quarter because, Economic conditions are changing fast, and we've seen that so much this quarter. So it's great to to bring that information to our listeners. And then the other fun part, which is the in-person part, you can meet Sarah and I and Logan Motoshami, our, our lead analyst. We're having an event. We're calling it Cocktails with Logan Motoshami at the Sanctuary Hotel in New York City. Um, if you need information on that, I would go to housingwire.com and go to the, the events page and learn more about um, the location, the details, and to RSVP for the event since we do have it as like a limited a limited seat, though I guess there's not technically seats. It's, it's standing and um, have a sip sip of a cocktail with us as we listen to Logan kind of give his forecast and thoughts. Maybe forecast is wrong words because we're constantly just giving an update on what's happening and what he's seeing because he's always constantly reporting on the latest economic news and the monthly new home sales report that comes on in or, you know, existing home sales that comes in. So it's getting his latest thoughts in person on that. And great to kind of come together in person to see those and hear those things. Absolutely. We, we set that in the middle of the MBA secondary conference in New York. So we're all going to be in New York City anyway. Come hear him. Um, and he is going to do a Q&A. So you can, we're, we're going to, you know, have some questions for him, but then he really wants to uh, answer audience questions. So that's really fun and a great opportunity. He, you know, you don't see him out and about all the time. So we're really thankful that he's making the trip from Orange County to New York City. And, and that'll be great. Well, Brenda, thank you so much for being on and telling us about the May Magazine and also some of the great opportunities that we have coming up. As always, it's great to have you on. Thanks for having me. 
have the 2022 housing market forecast changed? Or how is the industry navigating the shift to a purchase-driven market? HousingWire's premium content program, HW+, answers questions like these and offers a variety of member-exclusive benefits that are tailored to what you need to stay competitive and agile in today's fast-paced market. Go to housingwire.com forward slash membership to join today. With your HW Plus membership, you get access to longer-form digital content, the HousingWire magazine, member-exclusive rates to in-person events like HousingWire Annual, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.